Welcome to the Fit40 Podcast, where we take all the confusing, conflicting fitness and nutrition information and break it down so that you can live your healthiest, strongest, most energized life. I'm your host, Brian Fitzsimmons. Let's get it started. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about calories versus hormones because for some reason, Everybody wants to start this war between calories, hormones. Is it cortisol? Is it the number of calories that you're eating? Is it, I don't know, testosterone? There's a million different things that we could go down the rabbit hole, but I'm going to try and do my best to simplify this in a quick, concise answer. So let's start off with the basics. When it comes to energy balance, the term that you hear a lot when it comes to calories in versus calories out. Energy balance is the law that ba- that states you cannot create or destroy energy. You can only transfer it. So this gets uh, brought up a lot of times when you hear people say, "Oh, it's always carbohydrates. It's always it's 100% carbs that are the reason that you can't lose weight." But let's say you're not good at processing carbs, but you starve yourself you're still going to lose weight, even if all you ate was carbohydrates. There are people that have gotten incredible physiques and people that have lost weight still eating carbohydrates for that specific reason and a bunch of other factors, but you cannot create energy out of nowhere. You can't just get fat off of nothing. That's just not how this works. So when it comes to weight, like on the scale, that's where the calories matter. Calories will dictate which direction the scale goes up or down. But that being said, that doesn't take into consideration the other half of the formula, which is the hormones, which really affects energy and body composition. And when we talk about hormones, a lot of people like will say, okay, calories don't matter. Just optimize your hormones and you'll be good to go. But that isn't quite right because even if you have the world's best hormonal balance, like everything's great, good to go. And you eat nothing but five guys burgers all day long, or I can't even say that because your hormones wouldn't be in a good spot for that. But let's just say you found a way to put yourself in a calorie deficit, even though your hormones are in a very, very good place, you can still gain weight and you still will gain weight by definition if you are in a calorie surplus. So what gives? What is the deal with all of this? Well, when it comes to hormones, a lot of things that balance your hormones and put you in a really good place as far as like the whole hormonal profile goes are these habits that actually encourage you to eat the right amount of food at the same time. So it can put you in a calorie deficit without you even realizing it. So you are controlling for calories, even if you are not counting them. Like for example, one of the big things that is, uh, a gigantic factor when it comes to hormonal health is sleep. Now, if you get the recommended amount of sleep compared to not not getting any sleep at all, like let's say you were only sleeping for maybe like three, four hours a night, and all of a sudden you went up to six or seven a night, you're going to feel a very big difference in energy. So now you're going to be putting out more calories because you're going to be more active because you're going to have the energy to. 
And on top of that, your brain is going to function better, specifically the decision-making center of the brain, which is involved in making decisions when it's related to food. If you've ever noticed when you're really tired, you really crave those crappy foods. And that's not because there's some magical thing that like causes sugar cravings or like salty cravings. It's you crave your favorite foods when you feel like crap. That's just a plain fact. <laughs> like there is no sugar addiction. There is no like all this other crap. It's the foods that you really love to eat Usually you end up eating when you don't feel that great or when you're not intuitive, if you're not um, aware of the decisions that you're making in the moment and you're just flying by the seat of your pants. That's usually what happens. Um, and then on top of that, another thing that makes a big, big difference in hormonal health is stress, stress management, hopefully stress reduction. And when you figure that out, when you get your stress down to a manageable level, again, when you're not stressed, you make better decisions. Just think about any fight you've ever been in. Like when you're heated and you're emotional, you usually don't say the stuff that you actually want to say, or you say stuff that you won't, you're going to regret. But when you're level-headed, you're cool and calm, you can present yourself better. Same with food. Some of us are stress eaters, myself in particular, absolutely a stress eater. When shit hits the fan, I'm immediately looking at KFC and McDonald's and it's like, I've got enough shit to deal with on my plate. I just want to eat whatever the hell I want to eat in this moment. And some people on the opposite end can be the opposite of that. Like they're stress non-eaters. So they can actually lose weight depending on stress, but their hormones, even though they're losing weight are not going to be in a really good place because of that constant stress. So see how they kind of work with each other back and forth. Another big thing with hormonal health is exercise. When you exercise, you are like a different person. <laughs> you have these hormonal shifts that happen when you exercise that one, give you tons of tons more energy, puts you in a better mood. It helps you live a better quality of life. So now we're burning up even more calories. And when you work out, it helps you to sleep better. So now we're getting that sleep component in and now you have all those benefits and it's just this cascade of really positive things. And last but not least is nutrition. Now, there's a lot of things that play a role in hormonal health, but nutrition is one of those that's big because let's say if you are like in, uh, if your body is holding on to excess body weight, just by having that body weight there, you are going to have a less favorable hormonal profile than somebody who is leaner and in a more healthy body fat percentage. That's why the whole concept of like healthy at every size doesn't always hold weight or water, <laughs> hold water. Uh, I was trying to make a pun there, but didn't work. Uh, but nutrition, when you eat more micronutrient dense foods, the things that are like whole foods, lean protein, veggies, fruit, uh, healthy fats, the micronutrient dense stuff that those foods fill you up way more and you can eat way less of them and feel way more full than if you ate all ultra processed food. They've literally done studies on this where they tell participants in the study, like there's two groups, one ultra processed group, the other whole foods group. And they say, just eat as much as you want until you're full and then call it. And then when they tallied up all the calories that they consumed, the whole group group ate about an average of 500 calories less than the group that ate the ultra processed foods. Now, 
anybody who knows how the calorie math works, 500 calories is that daily deficit that you're striving for if you want to lose about a pound of weight each and every week. So without counting calories, without doing anything other than focusing on the quality of their food, they put themselves in a calorie deficit. So again, this stuff works all together. When it comes to calories and hormones, they're not enemies. They're not one or the other. There is no dichotomy. They are teammates trying to achieve the exact same goal, keep you alive. And if you treat yourself right, they will put you in a really good body composition, give you tons of energy and allow you to live an incredible quality of life. So I know that this was a very simplified version, a very condensed, and you can go into the weeds on this stuff if you really want to. Um, but I hope that this is a good overview and gives you some clarity on the topic. So if you have any questions for me, just let me know. Um, you talk about hormones. What hormones are we talking about? Hormones seems to be a general vague term. I know there are a lot. And this is a very good point because people say, oh, we're targeting this hormone or targeting that hormone. They're just full of shit <laughs> because you can't just pick one hormone and say, all right, we're going to go after this one to optimize this one. They work together. It's like a nice little uh, collective effort. When, for example, like when you um, work out, you can have an um, uptick in things like testosterone. Um, you could see things rise up like that, or you could see things drop down like reduction in cortisol. It's not, oh, we're just reducing cortisol. We're just increasing testosterone. It's like they work at the same time doing different things, depending on what you're doing. So if you ever hear somebody say like, oh, this does this for testosterone, or this does this for cortisol or something like that, it's missing a lot of context and it's not a full answer. And while we're on the topic of cortisol, a lot of people get stressed out because they're like, oh, my cortisol is so high. My cortisol is so high. When they take a blood test at like first thing in the morning, right after they woke up, because they just rolled out of bed and went to their doctor's appointment. When you are waking up, your cortisol is supposed to be very high because that's what wakes you up and gets you going. And throughout the day, it trends downward. And that's just the normal cycle of things. That's your circadian rhythm saying, all right, time to wake up and we're going to dial down as the day goes on. Now, when you're stressed to the gills and you have a lot going on, that'll stay elevated in a place that can cause some not so great effects. But to say that we're just doing that one hormone, it leaves a lot, a lot to be desired as far as information goes. And again, this is just a personal trainer's perspective. This is what I know to be true based on education, talking to doctors like I, I'm lucky to live with one, so I pick her brain on it. But the best place to go if you want to really optimize your hormonal health and check if everything is good to go is an endocrinologist. They literally specialize in this stuff. They're the most educated in the field. So if you really want to dive deep and get the best possible answer for your specific situation, go to an endocrinologist or go to your primary and get referred to an endocrinologist if they think it's appropriate. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode and you're a new listener, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss another episode. And if you're a returning listener, I would love your feedback. If you could take two seconds to just leave a quick review on iTunes or Spotify and rate the show, that would be greatly appreciated. So thank you in advance and have a great rest of your week.